Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons and on YouTube on the Sports Card Lessons YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and definitely leave some feedback. How is everyone doing? I'm super excited for today's guest. I listen and watch all his content. I've been told I've been, been I've inspired him for some of his content. I know he inspires me for mine. He is the host of Sports Card Therapist Podcast, Master of the Roundtable episodes, WCC Vintage Live Auctions, and founder of the Wolfpack, my partner in the hobby. Welcome, Rob Gerard. Ken, Ken, Ken. How's it going, man? Listen, I think I don't think I need any introduction anymore on your podcast. Just like you really don't need one on mine. I just call you Ken. I don't even I don't even refer to your podcast anymore, man. No, I'm kidding. But no, it's good to be back, man. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what? I had to I had to do this great big introduction, right? You're just you're coming down to the end of what season three, your fifth, your what hundred and fiftieth episode is about to drop. It right. already did. Yeah, it already did. Yep. It dropped earlier this week. You already dropped the episode, the fifth, the, your final episode? Yep. Oh, and I thought you just recorded it. Nope. I didn't even think it hit it hit it hit the pre, the press yet. Yeah, right. man. Yep. Yeah, I gotta catch up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a busy man, you know what I mean? You're uh, you know, I think as you've as you've you know, continued to grow in your personal life and in the hobby in your semi-retirement. Uh, you know, you just you're a busy man. Yeah, well, I'm me. I'm a busy man. We're we're, we're going to get to talk about that about who's <laughs> the busy guy, right? But but first, like, let's just talk about your season three. You know, mm -hmm. you you were the guy who inspired me, right? at the beginning. And I was always like six months behind you. I think I was one season behind you when we started on the podcast and, and you're big about having a direction, right? Putting it out there, what you want to do, what, what you, the goals, you know, short-term, long-term goals. So when you started season three, right, what were your, what were your goals of that season? Like what, when you were starting it out and you started with your first episode and you were talking versus where it ended up. Cause I know we both do this. I do the same thing. You start at the beginning and you, and you think this is the direction you want to go, but I think organically, right. Your, your seasons take on a life of their own. Man, listen, I would have thought that like we prepped this episode together or something before we came on, because let me tell you something. Um, this is, I literally, this is what my entire 50th or should I say 150th episode was about that just dropped earlier this week. It was, it was just all about how the title of it was expect the unexpected. And it was, it was a nod to the big brother show, you know, it's a nod to the big brother show and, and Julie Chen, but expect the unexpected was also, you know, just, there were so many things There were like eight to 10 things that happened 
from and really my seasons um they are they they're about six months in length you know because i average about two episodes a week so it's about a half a year you know and uh in the last six months man i mean so many things have changed so many things like you said just completely taken on a life of its own um at the beginning you know six months ago at the beginning of season three it felt like it was for me i remember saying in the first episode like you know what i i know the first season had an identity the second season had an identity and I don't know what this identity is. And I guess it's, you know, for me to try to give it an identity before, you know, at the launch, I guess was a bit premature, but so, you know, I thought it was going to be like the season of the side PCs and I literally like eight to 10 things happened that would have, I would have said no way six months ago, no way that would happen. And, and they all have come to fruition. So it's been, it's been crazy. So to me, it just shows you how much the hobby is truly like life you can't control anything it's like the hobby you would think that we have complete control over the hobby and and how we decide the hobby you know we have control on how we spend our money the accounts that we follow uh the content that we consume but just like life i mean it, it almost feels like you know while we make plans god is laughing because you know there's there's some other things in store yeah yeah no definitely definitely um i know i know in this like i know you personally so this is a little like for me as i as i as i do this as i prepare for this right it's like i uh, there's not a lot that i could ask you that i don't know the answer to so as i was preparing to do this i wanted to you know i wanted to just kind of pick your brain just a little bit so as as not only as a friend but as somebody who is who is asking you questions um you started the round tables and I, and I know you had the season in season two, you had, I think it was one week, right? It was at one week or, or uh, that you had of round tables. Like you just had a bunch of round tables in a week. I think it was. No. So when season two, what I did was I dedicated the entire month of July okay. to um, collectors and to super yep. collectors. And yep. and I picked July because that was national. So leading up to national, I did um, three episodes a week mm -hmm. of just super collectors. And, and I thought that was a lot of work. Like that felt like a lot of work. Um, but in all reality, looking back on it, I mean, that was nothing because really I just kind of had to set up a time with one person to interview them. And that was it. like one person every two days, basically. But these round tables that you're talking about that I did in season three, I had to coordinate four to five people's schedule for every single round table. And I was doing three round tables a week for five weeks. It, it was it was it was a job i should have hired someone to just coordinate the times that's how tough it was it yeah. was really that tough and and there were about four different round tables that never came to fruition because we just could not get everyone's um schedule like uh, on the same on the same you know playing field it was unbelievable so so there were people that were like really like looking forward to being featured on one of those round tables that never got to be and it was because it was totally out of their controls because someone else on the round table couldn't do it so yeah. now they were sol and, and i could remember you saying to me i, I think i'm going to do these round tables like we had this conversation yeah 
And then all of a sudden you just came up with these brilliant ideas that you were going to put all these people together. Like I know the first one you were, you were talking about like vintage cards and, or there was wrestling, right? And then there was vintage. And then you're like, I'm going beyond that. I'm going to take, cause these people that I know here and there, I'm going to bring them together on. And, and it was just, that's why I, at the beginning, I called you the master of the round table. Cause I just thought it was brilliant what you did. And, and I guess my my next question to you with that is, um, what was the thought process going into putting people together, like like actually you know getting certain people and bringing them in? Because I know personally on a couple of them, you almost kind of sat back, right? Because people were just hitting it off so well, and just and the conversation was going so smooth. And these were people that had had never never met or spoken to each other before. Yeah. So. Uh, there's so many things I can say about this, man. And I appreciate the question. You're, you're coming up with some good stuff here. Um, I, so first of all, I, the, to give proper credit, I think the seed was planted about a year and a half ago, but I never even thought past it. So I got invited onto a, a wrestling card podcast and it was, there's two hosts, and then they put me and one other guy together I never met with. And then we just talked wrestling cards for like an hour. And that must have planted a seed somewhere. Um, you know, I never really thought about it a, a day after, you know, that was released. But um, in season three, I was like, you know, I think I want to do what is Hulk Hogan's best card kind of round table. And that was a bit more organized. It wasn't so much more conversational. It was more like me throwing a question out at Joe, than throwing a question out at Sam, then asking the entire group a question going around in order, asking them, you know, so then I did about a month later, then I did a vintage card round table and that flowed a lot better. And I was like, that was a really good episode. That was like, it was just a really good episode and I got really good feedback on it. And, and a lot of it has to do with really just, you know, the guests that are on, you know, it has very little to do with me. And in my opinion, when it comes to a round table, the best kind of round table is a round table that takes on this organic dynamic that I can just take my hand off the steering wheel and, and really just sit back and let it go. And if I personally feel like, maybe the conversation is going in a different direction or it's like we're staying stuck on the same topic for too long. Then maybe I'll grab the steering wheel again. But for the most part, like you said, yeah, I mean, I think um, I was able to do a pretty good job at putting together really good personalities and people that I'd never met before. Um, also, I'm like a big hip hop fan and what a lot of DJs do or, you know, someone like a DJ Khaled, you know, he'll he'll take he'll have a beat. And then he will take five complete random rappers and put them on a track and they've never met, they've never done anything, but he just kind of has a feeling and he ends up kind of being like, you know, mastering the art of the collaboration. And, you know, I kind of, so I was like, I think I can do that, but in, in terms of content, nice. like the mix master, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's switch gears just a little bit. Um, so I know, you know, again, from knowing you in the past, you know, you've had a lot of people, you know, contact you and say, you know, try to get you to come in on, you know, what they're doing, you know, on their products or advertise their products or, you know, go on to, you know, whatever, you know, uh, platform they're putting out. So this year, season three, PWCC comes around 
and and you start talking with them and you are now I know you're you're doing the Sunday night vintage uh live the PWCC live on the vintage but you know just talk to me about your thought process where there were a lot of no's right a lot of no's before before there was a yes there was, it was almost like holding out just talk to me about that yeah and i mean you know so there's there's i i think there's like levels to it right so there's there's the type of like sponsorships uh that will come along and be like hey can you read this 30 second script at the beginning of your episode or during the middle of your episode and and we'll pay you x amount of dollars per episode or per month or per week to read this you know then there's companies or or deals that are more like partnerships and they allow you to really be yourself and do it in a way where it's you're being yourself but you're also doing it on their behalf and that's kind of what my thing my partnership is with pwcc and you know i've i've they allow me to do it my way basically i go on youtube live every sunday night at 9 30 and um and I follow their weekly auctions. So the same way that eBay, when you look at cards, you know, eBay has auctions ending every two seconds, every two seconds, every two seconds, you know, and millions of profiles on there, right? But on PWCC, um, they only have two types of auctions. They have the weekly auction, which is on Sunday nights. Then they have their monthly premiere auction, which is only once a month, and that's on a Thursday. So, um, so basically what I'm doing is I'm covering vintage cards for the PWCC weekly auctions. And, um, you know, there's some time and effort and homework that goes into that, but it's great. You know, I'm, I'm going on YouTube live and, and, you know, there's people that are logged in. The chat is lively. Um, I have, uh, you know, a co-host typically with me and it's just, you know, it's, so right now, you know, Nate and Cardboard Veritas has been working with me. He is incredible. I hope that Nate stays on for the long term because him and I have great chemistry. And, uh, you know, we both really know our vintage and it just makes for great conversation. So um, partnering with PWCC just felt right. And I felt like after, you know, at that point, it was like 135 of my podcast episodes. I knew I was working toward something bigger, um, like a bigger platform or, or getting out to more people. Um, I just didn't know what I would, what, what it was. I knew I was working towards something. And, and for me, that's why I always preach to like my clients and, and I say it to myself, like I discuss the importance of having goals. Right. And, and the thing is, it's not even, it's not even the be all end all to reach that specific goal. For me, the most important thing is at least just having direction because the end point can always change. I never knew that PWCC was, was going to be a landing spot for me, but I knew I was headed towards something mm -hmm. and it just so happened to be a partnership of PWCC and, and I hope it lasts for a long time. Yeah. And I commend you too, for holding out. Cause I think most people, most people I know that do this, right. I mean, we do this because we love doing it. This podcast, there's, there's no health insurance. There's no forum. There's, you know, there's no retirement here. Right. So yeah, you know, I, I think most people would, would, you know, <clears throat> say yes to a lot of, 
you know, a lot of advertisements to come in, like they're at the first chance to say, you know, the first chance to make a little bit of money and do it. So I just commend you to, you know, for holding out for, you know, holding on, holding out for what you really wanted, what you felt was, you know, was a good move because I, I don't know how many people would have held, held out, you know, for something better. Yeah, no. And I appreciate that, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of these things where, I think we all want to try to figure out a way, or I shouldn't say we all, but I think in a way, yeah, you know, I think whether if you're a collector or a dealer, a flipper, a content creator, we, I think most of us, and I say most of us, I'll say like maybe who knows, you know, if it don't apply, let it fly. That's what I always say. So if I say something, if it doesn't apply to you, let it go. Um, but I think that most of us probably want to figure out some sort of way to make the hobby pay for itself, mm-hmm. you know, make the hobby pay for itself. And, um, so yeah, you know, I don't I don't ever stick up my nose at anyone that um, you know, makes content and um takes on, you know, one sponsorship or five sponsorships and and they're reading a lot of ads or they're posting, you know, a bunch of different products on their social media pages, that's fine. You know, I mean, because hopefully the hobby is paying for itself then because, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of costs that do go into doing what we do, right? Even what you're doing can. I mean, even like not even counting your time right because time's the most valuable thing but we're not even going to count the time but just everything the cost it takes to to putting on starting up a podcast and then maintaining it there is a cost there there's a small cost but it's there the big Mm -hmm. cost is at the beginning right buying all the equipment and stuff like that but but there are maintenance fees there are maintenance costs there's monthly monthly. fees for all this software yeah yeah Yeah, so if, if you can get the hobby to pay for itself that would be ideal but um you know i think like most people it's like you know if the hobby pays for itself it's still not going to because all i'm going to be doing is buying buying even more cards than i would have been <laughs> you know, so. yeah, that's my question you know or my next question really like doing you know it, it just always seems like and and we we talk about this because you know we go to shows and you know every time we have a good show right it's what do we buy and it's it's never like you know putting the money anywhere or do anything it's like oh look look i got this george mike and you know i have a great show and, uh, and within 24 hours i have a better card so even though we feel like for me uh, on my end i feel like you know the hobby pays for itself i don't know if it really does but it makes me happy doing it right so yeah uh, definitely man and you know i think so i definitely try to think about cards as an investment as well as a hobby you know i'm a i'm a collector first i love my cards um i have gotten to the point now where if all cards went to zero i do truly believe i would love every single card i have maybe there might be five or ten slabs of like quote unquote inventory that i'd be like eh you know but for the most part you know i've really been able to get to a point where i love the cards that i own and um you know it just at the same time, though, you know, I, I, I'm spending money on them, so it's responsible of me to look at them as an investment. And, and that's what I try to do. I try to be smart with my money. I try to, you know, get cards that are a nice balance between me being really happy with it. And if I needed to ever, um, you know, liquidate, I could. Mm, yeah. And, and the growth, you know, obviously with you, but with myself, too. I mean, when I think back you know, at two years ago when we 
we started setting up at shows and the cards we had and the cards we were holding in our case to now we're sitting there and you know we look over our shoulders and see these cards i mean it's just it's incredible how far you know yeah. we've come in the hobby just just the cards alone not never mind the podcasts and the you know the people and the and the shows we do and you know what you're doing with uh, pwcc it's just it's just amazing uh, you know i I guess my next my next question is, and I don't even know if it's a question. I'm just going to throw it to you. It's kind of a conversation that you know we would probably just have on a on a daily basis. But I never, if you would have told me after after you you know you texted me or you into cards and and we started talking and we got in the hobby, if you would have told me at this point this is where i would be what what my inventory is and where my podcasts at and the shows that i go to and things that that i planned already i would have told you no you know you're crazy um and you had bigger dreams than i did i mean you're always talking and always motivating me but where you are now did did you ever foresee that was that something you're looking ahead saying you know like like realistically you know what i'm saying realistically not like oh yeah like i knew something good was going to come but did you really think you would be at this level you know season two you you know achieved your hundred thousand dollar card season three your partnership with you know one of the largest auction how i mean come on man did you did, did you really foresee like this kind of stuff happening or is this has this gone beyond you know anything that you would have thought of two years ago way beyond what i would have ever thought of i gotta be honest man you know way beyond um you know i've i've heard and i don't know if this is a quote that's usually said in terms of religion or not or or what it is or spirituality but you know i've heard the phrase before that like um um, just remember what you wish for, because chances are five years from now, like God will blow your mind with what you, your wishes. If you would have achieved your wishes, chances are you would have been shortchanging yourself basically yep. is what they're saying, you know, and, and what your planning is. And, and yeah, man, definitely. I mean, I never would imagined, um, you know, we'd be doing what we're doing and, and, you know, continuing to evolve. I mean, it's amazing, man, you know, and I tell you what, I think one of the, you know, I've said it before, but one of the most, uh, one of the, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for you. I, I truly 110% believe that I've said it on my show when you weren't even on the show. So I've said it just talking, you know, like, um, I, I truly feel like, you know, steel sharp and steel kind of thing. And one of the greatest moments and i've never really thought about it until now but that happened were when you and i were driving to i think it was a new jersey show because i remember exactly where we were we we're just about to get on the the gw the george washington bridge and you were saying you know what do you think if i started a podcast like what do you think do you think there's like room for me in the hobby you know like what you know i've had some ideas and and i've kind of gotten my feet wet with doing something with my nephew but that's not really bringing me it's not really kind of filling that void that i thought it would or you know bringing me the happiness or enjoyment i thought it would but with this hobby stuff um like you know what do you think and i i don't do you remember what i said yeah. You know what? One of my things was, you know, when, when you have a, somebody, a friend of somebody who does something, you know, you say, you know, what do you say? Oh, 
what do you think if I do the same thing? And most people would be like, yeah, 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 you can do it. They would never say, but in the back of their mind, you never know really what they're thinking. And, and I mean, I know you were completely pumped and motivated and, and we started spitballing names and changing my Instagram name and, and, you know, a lot of different things, but, but the one thing I want to say, obviously I'd never be here without you. I feel the same way. Um, to any extent, even in the hobby, if it wasn't for you. Um, but I honestly, I, I want to say this, that it was, it was something with you that I never, I never thought what you were saying was a hundred percent. And then when I realized it was, I just thought to myself, my, my view of you just it, it was so much higher. Um, our friendship, I felt was a perfect storm and you're, and, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely make the podcast. We're going to do all this stuff, but you were there a hundred percent, you know, helping me out. And most people, you know, uh, Sherry would listen. She go, Oh, it sounds good. And I'd say, Rob, you'd be like, ah, you got to change. So you were giving me honest feel like you were really, you really wanted me to succeed. Yeah. Right? Really wanted me to succeed. A true friend, a true friend really wants their friend to, to succeed. And I've met a lot of people in my life where you think that, you know, they really have your back and your best interest in mind. And they really don't. You were that person that I met that had my back and had my best interest in mind. And it motivated me to go and, and really, really push further. So when you say, you know, steel sharpens steel, it was knowing that knowing you were a hundred percent behind me. I was a hundred percent behind you. Um, I, I just felt, you know, those two forces were, were just rising. You know, the, you always talk about the, uh, rising with the rising tide raises, raises the, yeah. A rising tide raises all ships, raises all ships. Yeah. So I, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, yeah, it, it's interesting. And, and we've all, we've talked a, a lot you know, between the podcast and the Wolfpack, we've talked a lot about relationships uh, and finding those relationships. And I do have to say there are few and far between, few and far between. So finding, getting our relationship uh, was so important to me. You know? No, I appreciate that, man. And thank you. I, I echo those same words a million times, man. Um, you know, it's, it's, I feel like over the last month or so, I've been just saying a lot more. I feel like I'm like living my own echo chamber right now, but I've been saying to people like, find your wolf pack, find your wolf pack. I've been, I, I've, I've like posted it on like my social media, um, you know, pages and, and I've, you know, talked about it on the podcast and, and because and yes listen it's definitely to to get the name the wolf pack out there okay it's definitely that but it's really for me i feel like it's become a mantra because it's like at any time at any time we can form a group of friends right and and a lot of times what they say in aa um alcoholics anonymous they say um you know, I work in the field of addiction. So, you know, this is stuff I know. They say, um, wherever there are two people, there's a meeting. So you don't need more than one other person to have a meeting. Mm -hmm. So point being, all you need is one other person to form your wolf pack. And before you know it from there, it'll likely grow. 
And so I've been just saying and like echoing, find your wolf pack to people, find your wolf pack, whatever that means, find your wolf pack, find the people that will support you, that will build you up, that will be happy for you. Because I feel like there's, I look around this hobby, I look around card shows, there are so many people that I, I see and that I know that are really just kind of like flying solo in this hobby no you know role. it's a very it's a very um like solo type driven hobby and you know even though yeah there's the community there's the instagram the facebook twitter whatever kind of community you belong to um you know it, it it really is a thing i think most card collectors when they get back into the hobby or when they're in the hobby i think if you just kind of start out in the hobby like as an adult none of your other friends are probably going to collect cards. So it's important, I think, to find that one other person. Find that one other person that can be your wolf pack and, and, and start growing from there. And, and I do feel like that's why I say like I owe so much of it to you, Ken, and because I really feel like if like you were almost like a lifeline for me, you know, it was someone that like, if I had a good day or a bad day in the hobby, if I had a new pickup, if I sold a card, if I flipped a card, um, you were someone I could go to. I felt like I could actually like, you know, run to someone and tell them almost like how, you know, when, when you have a girlfriend or you're married or something, you always have that person you could text, you, you know, it's yeah. like, well, in the hobby, it's like, you know, you need a person you can text and share your successes and your failures with. Yeah, you definitely always need to go to, but in the hobby, in the hobby, it's so much because, you know, the hobby doesn't know what day of the week it is. The hobby doesn't know what time it is. It doesn't know what time of year it is. Right. So you can acquire a card on a Sunday night at 11, 14 p.m. or Monday morning at seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's no boundaries of the hobby. And, and we figured out pretty quickly our own schedules because we would just pick things up randomly. But I always knew like, Oh, he's at work or he's doing this. Like I'm going to send this, you know, take a picture of this and send it. Or, or even if there was a deal, like I, I maybe I'm thinking about buying this card. What do you think? Do you think I should buy this card? Or we would talk and I'd say, I think I want to buy this card. And you'd send me a whole bunch of, you know, like people's uh, story sales, right? Oh, he's got one. This person's got one. So yeah, it's, it's, you need a go-to person in here. You, you definitely do. And that, you know, when you, when, when you put the wolf pack together, I mean, even, even if I was at a show solo and I talked about this on my podcast, I could take a picture of a card, right. That I may, somebody's at the table saying, you want to buy this? And I'd say, Oh, like, you know, that's a great soccer card. I would take a picture of it and send it right up, right? I, I would have better information from the guys in the Wolfpack than I would like Alt or, or Card Ladder, right? Because they're just giving me a price. But these guys could tell me, like, that card's liquid or, no, nah, you, you know, that card, stay away from that card. Or that guy that guy just got hurt, right? So he his card prices, just things like that, just things that uh, inside information that I wouldn't know. And, and that became so important. Yeah. And, and listen, by all means, you know, I, I, I definitely don't want to be looked at as the person that put the wolf pack together, you know, like I, you know, it is what it is, man. You know, I mean, it's, it, we're all, we're all one, we're all, yeah. you know, yeah. 
we all have the same voice. We all have the same vote when it comes to anything. So, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, I have no, you were the mind you, you, you were the, you know, you were the one that you know, somebody has to bring things together. I mean, don't, don't downplay yourself. I mean, we're all part of it. I mean, it, it, and it takes all parts, right. For this machine to work, but it was your vision. It was something, you know, you came up with in the beginning. And, and one of the things I, one of the questions I ask you, and you may not even have an answer for it, but what, what is your vision for the Wolfpack? Like moving forward? I mean, when we got into the card market, I, I we never envisioned us where we are today, but now this is something else new that we're starting. Like, is, do you have any vision at all? Or is it just something that we're just going to organically just figure out as we go. I mean, well, yeah. And, and great question, man. Let me just say, like, I think, I think the idea of forming the Wolfpack isn't because I had this master grand vision that, you know, it was going to be something like big or something cool or something like that. I think it really comes from kind of like a sad place to be honest, you know? So, you know, growing up, I was raised by a single mom. Um, you know, I saw my dad whenever I could, you know, but he wasn't around a ton. And, uh, you know, I just remember, you know, moving around every couple of years, I was moving every couple of years, going to a different school, move towns, you know, things like that. And, uh, and, and, I never really had like lifelong friends, you know, like when I think of my lifelong friends, I think of like my two cousins, you know, but there's no one even, you know, I'm friends with, I think probably like three or four, maybe friends from high school now, you know, but that's, you know, no one from like elementary, no one from middle school, you know? So, so anyway, so I think like, everywhere I've gone, that's always kind of like stuck with me, not ever really having like a true core group of friends you know what i mean i always kind of had that insecurity of like sitting alone in the cafeteria type mentality and and i think that's why i always have have just wanted to be surrounded by like-minded individuals with good hearts hmm. you know what i mean like like you could be a like-minded individual but if you're if you're just a dick you know, I, I want nothing to do with you. And I think there's been a couple times where I've asked you straight up because I've bumped heads with people and I've straight up asked you, I'm like, yo, am I hard to get along with? Do you, I, I think I just asked you that like a week ago. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. dude, am I being a dick here? Like, please tell me, like, I want you to tell me because yeah. I don't ever want to make anyone feel bad. Like, not that I can control anyone's feelings. I'm going to do what I do regardless, but, but I, there are some things I want to be cognizant about, you know? So, so I, I truly do care about people's feelings and stuff like that, you know, but I think, you know, trying to form like, you know, like a, a cool little group of, of collectors and dealers like we have um, that just really came from a place of like never having that kind of group while growing up. Yeah. And that's sad. You know, but yeah, it's um, a great answer, though. But you know what? Thing, good things always are born from something that are, you know, that could yeah, be and, bad or negative. Yeah, yeah. And as far as like the future with the Wolfpack, man, like I don't know. You know, I really don't. I think like in this hobby, at the end of the day, this is still like just a hobby. You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not paying our mortgages with it. We're not you know dependent on it in any type of way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, say we have seven people like now that are just really building close together and in and, and this wolf pack, like a year from now, will there still be four of us? I hope so. 
I hope there still be seven of us, mm. but you never know because at the end of the day, it's just a hobby. And, and we all have like really big time life obligations. We all have families, you know, we're all married like that type of thing. So it's like, you never know, but I know for me, I know that I want us all to truly be successful. I would like us. So we, you know, we just started the Wolfpack content, uh, the Wolfpack network, you know, so, so not only can people hear you on the sports card lessons at iTunes, you know, Apple podcast, Spotify, or YouTube, but they could also hear brand new episodes featuring you featuring me on the Wolfpack channel, because ideally I would like to get the Wolfpack um, you know, crew really branded and, and figure out a way where we can all maybe get a partnership deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be the only one in our group that has any kind of partnership deal with a major company. I, because I don't ever want to, I don't ever want anyone to feel like, damn, he's doing it. And I'm not, you know, like, so I want to, I would love all of us to work toward that common goal of putting out the best absolute content we can while hyping each other up, while being there for each other, while being able to give constructive feedback um, without feeling some type of way. You know what I mean? Just just really steel sharpening steel to the 10th degree. Well said, man. Well said. So I know you're pressed for time. Um, 157 days till national. Now, our, our table's booked, our hotel room's booked, our plane tickets are booked. How you feeling? Man, my, my heart just started pounding when you said that. My heart just started pounding. Like you said, man, you know, you you booked the hotels. Um, you were early, man. You booked everything before me. You know, I just booked my flights uh, last week. Um you know, I know that we 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 secured a space to throw a pretty pretty out of this world event at National. Um, I think that you know we've we've been talking a little bit about it. We're kind of letting it out the bag just a little bit, but we've kind of held the details you know close to our chest. And I think it's because we we want to make it the best event possible. You know, the Wolf Pack. You know, and uh, and we're gonna this is gonna be. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be off the hook. So I can't wait for that. And 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 the date we can definitely give because we are having the event on uh, on the Friday at National. That's Friday, July 28th. Yeah. So mark your calendars. Friday, yeah. July 28th. It's going to be right there at National from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, more details to come that we will say. Very, very excited. Very excited. And, uh, and definitely... Uh, Moving forward, right? I mean, this is what we do. We're going to be doing this a year from now, and we're going to be saying again, "Can you can you imagine where we are now?" Right? I mean, just there, there's nothing, nothing's going to hold us back, right? Crazy. Here you are, season two, episode sixteen. I mean, you're coming up on seventy episodes already. I mean, yeah. and you're doing incredible, man. I mean, you are. And I know I've said this a million times, but I'll say it again. You are putting out some of the best content in the hobby, in my opinion. And I really feel like that, you know, there's a certain kind of listener that I think that we have, and I think we overlap a lot of listeners. And I think it's because we, I think 
the person that listens to us, it's a different type of intelligence. And I don't mean that like a higher IQ. I don't mean we have smarter listeners. That's not what I mean. I mean that, you know, we're not putting together eight minute YouTube shows or five minute YouTube shows. You know, we're, we're, we're sitting down and we are really piecing together. We're piecing together 30 to 60 minute episodes where it's just us and the mic. Yeah. There's no flashy graphics. There's there's nothing sliding across the screen. We don't have 10 people on with us. You you don't have a co-host. I don't have a co-host. There's nowhere to hide here. Mm-hmm. So the kind of people that I think listen to our show um, can truly appreciate the depths that we go to when talking about cards. I appreciate it. I appreciate you saying that because, you know, I know it and you know it, but I don't know, you know, if people really do know it's, it's, you know, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's a whole lot of work, even though it is work, right? It takes a certain type of person to be able just to talk by themselves for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, you know, just really, and, and being able to, you know, just keep it, keep it flowing without another person, without anybody to, 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 you know, bounce it off of. Right. But then to come up with the content, you know, one or two days a week, you know, week in and week out. Yeah, it, it, it takes a lot. But, you know, it, it, if I didn't have so much fun doing it, I wouldn't do it. And I yeah. think you you feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, it's definitely a blast. It's, it's you know, I don't know about you, but I, I, I would venture to say you are on a similar path. But with me, any time in life when I've really loved something, I can't just kind of, I can't just enjoy it. I have to literally jump into it until like I basically destroy myself. And that's basically what I do with cards. It's like, I love it so much that it yeah. feels like a full-time job on top of a full-time job, yeah. but yeah. I get so much joy out of it. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Most people, uh, you know, when, when life really takes off for them, you know, career and a wife and kids and all that, they step out of the hobby, right? And when their kids read, reach a certain age and they're at a certain point in their life, they they come back in and, you know, we interview people all the time that said, I was in the hobby and then life got in the way and then I dumped back in. But here you are, right? And, and you know, with two young kids at home and I know you're on the camera, you're on the mic, you know, at all like it's yeah yeah we can record are you available at 10 30 at night or 11 o'clock or three you know so i mean i, I know for you it's it, there's a lot a lot of scheduling going on in, in in the gerard household for for you to be able to be part of this hobby on some days so so really my my hat off to you and i i know i don't have as much going on as you do and you put you do so much more so yeah, definitely hats off to you to be able to uh, to juggle it all and make it happen. I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me on. Uh, it was a blast, man. I, I will. I'm here to come back anytime, man. Anytime. It's always a blast. Well, we're going to get you back on when uh, when when you, the new season when season four kicks off. Right. And then you can tell me what your goal is. You can come on and we can talk about your goals and put things out in the universe. Right. Love it, man. Love it. Law of attraction all day. Yeah, thanks for coming out, Rob. Appreciate it. Hey, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.